if I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds or sip no serve. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. Hey guys, welcome to another creator series from Nerds Around. I'm your host, Sebastian. It's a boy, Law. Anybody tone from across the hall. I want to give it up for the awesome Robert Powers. Rob, what's up, brother? What's up, guys? How you doing? What's going on? Uh, Welcome to the show. Hanging in there. Thank you for having (laughs) me. Thank you. No doubt. Thanks for being on. So, Rob, um, for all of our creators who come onto the show and everything, we want to know your origin story. You know, we got the Spider-Man origin story. We got the Superman origin story. But what is Robert Powers' origin story? How did you get into the world of comics? How did you become influenced becoming an artist? So I also love that Powers is like... Come on, that's a perfect like superhero <laughs> comic book artist like name. Like, yeah, it, it's nothing like Spider Man. I didn't get bit by no spiders or anything like that. But, uh, um, my grandfather taught me how to draw a duck when I was six years old, and it just took off from there. Uh, I'm self-taught artist, so wow. everything I did, I did on my own. And uh, as far as getting into comics, I wasn't even sure I wanted to get into comics, which is the reason why I drew a penguin. Something simple. Because <laughs> <laughs> check this out, right? Listen, okay. listen, check this out. So reading comics, I'm like, I'm like, all right, this artist is drawing the same damn character on every page and every angle in every issue over and over and over again, right? That sounds really boring to me. I don't want to do that, right? So let me come up. I was like, I want to make a comic though. So I'll come up with something simple. Came up with a penguin. All right. What kind of weapon is he going to have? Give him the samurai sword. Okay, I love samurai, you know? And um, so I went from there and I made the first issue and I was like, okay, that was fun. Let's do it again. Let's keep the story going. And then... Ten- How long ago was this that you like Three years had ago. the idea for... Three years ago. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I was working at the time. I was working in the city, in New York City at the time. A lot of stuff has happened. I've had, since that time, I've had two kids... I moved out of state, got, you know, it's just so much stuff going on. Yeah, man, it's three years in the making. And the hard part is, is like, I feel like as I've grown as an artist in the last three years, I look back on when I started Penguino and I feel like I see all, all the mistakes you made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I see what you mean. You see your progression, then you look back like, why didn't I do it like that before? Like, oh my God. So I'm you like, didn't know, well, you can't be so hard on your, your past self, man. That's yeah. what it is, though. As, as artists, and you know, you you're your toughest critic. You know what I mean? So always, yeah, yeah. We, but we, um, we all are, and 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 I want to celebrate you as an artist because we were just talking about this in the green room. This this is how hum- listen. Ra- this is from your Instagram, Raza bro. LPs. bro. Look at that. So, oh uh, yes, that that piece bro. is. It's so sick. boss. It's sick. It's sick. You got, you. You got Raziel. You got the Elder God. Look, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Legacy of Kane series. It's one of those series that's like pinnacle for me, along with Metal Gear. And there are very few people who I can talk to and be like, "Yo, you ever played Legacy of Kane?" To be like, "I don't know what that is." I'm like, oh, yeah, "Whatever." You know, you know, our buddy, I don't our buddy, know. Our buddy Ziggle from uh, from Comic Two would I love that piece. Fucking love Legacy of Kane. The fucking voice acting, the story, and then just seeing fan art and just. Uh, man, I, I was like, so when I was scrolling through your Instagram, I was like, oh, I, I don't even know him. And like, I love this pink, pink penguino. But then yeah. I saw I saw Legacy of Canard. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. But, but look at this. You, you just don't get down digitally. This is traditional right here. Look at the Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. 
and then your mashups are 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 pretty epic too. Let me know if you guys see that one. Though. Epic yeah. and clean. It's yeah. so clean. It's clean. <laughs> like, thank bro. Thank you. Yeah, and like it's 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 just it's just like seeing this art and you talking about you being a self-made artist. It's just you you put the patience and the time and the learning, and you can and you and that just showcases it. You know. Uh, not having to worry about the obstacles of school, whether it's money or time or responsibilities. But if you have a passion that you want to go after, uh, you just, you just, you just fucking work at it. You got yeah. to just practice, practice, practice. People ask me like, Oh, how did you get so good? How did you get so good? And it's like, I don't consider myself good because I'm always looking towards another goal. The next step in my evolutionary art, you know what I mean? And uh, I always tell them just practice. I know it sounds ridiculous. Every artist says the same thing, but it's the only thing that works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then we got to put those 10,000 hours plus in. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Do you still have that duck drawing that you did with your grandfather? Oh no, no, I don't have that. Uh, That would have been great. No, we, uh, there was an incident where uh, uh, I had drawings from then up mm. until I was like 16 and we were cleaning house, cleaning a bunch of garbage out. And my dad thought that all the papers under my bed was garbage. No. Oh, all my work. My from heart. Like, oh yeah, no. Like, when I was six, I'm like, yo, I'm like later at night. I'm like, yo dad, where's all my drawings and stuff. He's like drawings. I thought that was garbage. I'm like, no. Oh, oh. yeah. I got to ask this. How did Pinguino get his hand on Bruce Lee videos? <laughs> Word. Like, tell me, can, we, can you backtrack and just tell us about the setting that you set this up in? Shipwreck. Shipwreck. Ah, nice. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Right? So, you want to know how we got the samurai sword? There was a, a feudal warrior stuck in the ice. Mm. He broke through the ice, took the sword, and the rest was history. And you'll that's find awesome. that you'll find out that's just a little hint, but you'll find out more information on that in the book. I, that's awesome. I nice. love the detail that you do in this world, man. It's just um again, it, it, it and and it, it explains a lot, shows a lot of creation that you went into this. And it was just something that was funny to me. I was like, how are you guys hand on Bruce Lee videos and shipwreck that was well the first thing that's Bruce Lee work? <laughs> we doing this right now. <laughs> and, the other thing too was the 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 Mike Pena moment that you had when he was getting the storytelling of like um his from the uh, for the Pelican. Oh, made you come. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Tell us what was the creative process into this world? How much um you know in depth did you go into each of these characters when you were creating them and everything? Um, so create like I said, creating a comic book. I wasn't even sure I wanted to do it when I first started. It was just something a little side project to come up with, right. To keep me, keep my creativity going in a different way. And um, I didn't really know how to tell a story at the time. I didn't really know. I didn't have any formal training on, on writing or anything like that. You know, I always just drew stuff. So I had to write out a story. I had to make sure it was cohesive. I had to make sure that that characters had an arc. I had to make sure like there were all these little details and nuances that you have to follow so your book doesn't look stupid. So I did everything I could to follow those guidelines from doing just a little bit of research. And, um, and that's what I did. You know, um, you create a setting, you create a reason, you create uh, character plot lines, you create subplot lines that 
end up flowing beneath the story, but still come through on the surface in little bits until the end and everything comes together. And that was basically the rules that I followed, you know, as far as coming up with the story, I, I love animals. I'm an animal lover and um, I have two dogs, a bird and a turtle. And at the time before I moved, I had koi fish as well. And I love samurai and I love penguin. Penguins are one of my favorite. And what I didn't realize when I, when I designed Penguino, he looked like a type of penguin that's called an Adelaide penguin. I didn't know that at the time. I looked up what Adelaide penguins were because I was just look, Googling what different penguins look like. Apparently, they're the most fiercest penguin species that there is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yes, serendipitous, you know? Yeah, man. So, I'm like, all right, I'm on a path. I'm on a path. I'm going to follow it. So I, I, I promised myself that I would finish the story. After doing issue one and showing some of my friends and my family, they all loved it. They freaked out. And uh, they were like, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. So 10 issues later, that's it. That's all she wrote. Fantastic. Ten issues, three awesome. years, two hundred pages. So yeah. out of that, like, I'm just gonna do it. Keep my keep my writing chops and my my artist chops up. Was just like a, <laughs> hey guys, do you like this? And they were like, yes, we need more. You gotta love yeah. fa- you gotta love family peer pressure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah, have a good support. Yeah. You have a good support system. Yeah, yeah. Now that the. Did some of the personalities for these characters affect the way that you designed them when you were in the concept process? Yes. Uh, like, for instance, you don't see the character in the issue that I sent you, but Brutus is like one of my favorite next to Penguino. And he's a badger that doesn't give a crap about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's not, he's fearless and he's fearless to a fault. Uh, he walks around carrying C4 while smoking a cigarette. Like, he, he does, <laughs> does not care. Does that, and okay. um, and he shows it in every way, and it's hysterical. And that's and that's that part of my personality that comes out when you just don't care about something. Like whatever, you know. What it is, what it is, you know. Are all the characters loosely based on you, or do you have like some based on like family, friends, that kind of thing, or people that you've met in your life? I didn't go off of myself. I went off of say um, when I wrote out their plots. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do I think they would react? You know, and that's the path I took. Okay. I didn't necessarily take from other people that I knew because I didn't want them to read it and be like, is that supposed to be me? Is that me? That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I tried to keep it very cohesive. And another thing, the reason why I did animals was because um, you know, a lot of a lot of comics nowadays kind of fall into a trope where it's like either racial issues or political issues or things like that. I just steer right clear of it. You know, everybody can relate to animals in some way. And that's, that's the reason why I went with that, you know? Yeah. And you can, and like you, you steer clear of it, but you can also kind of, and I'm not sure. Cause I only read the 15 pages, the 15 page piece you sent us. Um, and you, know, you stay clear of those issues, but you talk about the Arctic Circle, the, the the melting of the ice caps, and how you have that whole issue with the polar bears and and the penguins. Mm-hmm. Is that your is that your take to kind of talk about that issue and bring it up, or is it more so just using it as a device to bring them together to bring conflict? It's a little of both. Okay. It's a little of both. It's a little bit to show, you know, just a just just a nod in that direction of this is what's happening. 
Okay. Also, it's a plot device. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, definitely. And we learned that humans suck, man. They kidnapped his yeah. family. <laughs> well, you had a whole point where he would chop up the bear, but he showed mercy. What was some of the creative changes and all that and some of the pitfalls that you went through that you're like, I got to change this up and all that as a creator to help uh, like, finish out the story? Like looking back at it now, as far as what I can do now, I've, I see that I've had issues with um, timing and the, um, the panel work and making sure certain panels did their job in a way that conveyed the emotion, conveyed the story, because there's so many layers to creating a comic book that I didn't even realize until after I did it, you know? And it was a learning, it was, Penguin's Revenge for me was a learning experience in a field that I wasn't even sure I was liking, but now I love it because of it, you know? Um, as far as some of the pitfalls, the hardest thing was being able to find time to do it because when you work and you come home and I just recently had a baby, I had my son and uh, it was, it was tough because balancing that and trying to find time to be creative. And as a creative, when you work, you need to work multiple hours. You can't just work 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there on a project because then it just starts to scatter and doesn't flow right. There's so many things you need to pay attention to. And um, that was one, that was the hardest part for me, finding time. I was drawing Penguino's Revenge on the train into the city every morning. Oof, that's dedication with it, man. That's I, the time, that's like some of the only time I had, the hour, that hour trip, you know? Yeah. And back. Because you are self-taught, what was like some of your early inspiration for like your art style? Like what were your influences that you were looking at? And you're like, I like a little bit of this. I like a little bit of that. Like I, I want to try to emulate it or inspire, let it inspire you. So creating Penguino, uh, the reason why I went the, with the aesthetic that the way I did was because I like the way Sonic the Hedgehog look. I'm a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. He's simple. He's uh, he's cool. Mm. That, and he's got a little attitude. So I'm like, what if I took that cool and that attitude and I just cranked it to 11? Right. Right. And he's not only got an attitude, but he's got a filthy mouth on him. And he likes <laughs> yes. to cut people up. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that it went zero to 100 real quick. Real quick. Exactly. And, um, and that's one of the aspects of the design that I liked that he looked cute. He looked fun. And then you open the page and there's blood everywhere. You know, like, <laughs> When I went to the con to showcase issue one, people were looking at it like, oh, this is nice. Whoa, what is this? Because <laughs> the middle of the pay, the middle of the book opened up to where Pinguino like cut up the polar bear. You know? <laughs> it, it, what? It almost felt like um uh oh but I hate Fairyland. Like that first yes, like issue. I love that. That I love that. Scotty Yes. Amazing. Amazing. It's that first like initial, just like this looks colorful and fun, and, and you're just looking going, Fuck, and you're just seeing panels just like cursing and screaming, yelling at each other. You're just like, Oh, this Bloody is not, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, same Amen. vibe, same energy, and I love it, love it, love it. I love the design. That, so that the was the starter man. image she used on us. Like, yeah, that was like yeah. the first thing we saw. We we're like, and we're like, what? Sign us up. Let's right, go. Let's keep going, man. Show me more. Show me more. <laughs> and he was like, this is who we're talking to? Oh, I'm here for this. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. You know, you were talking about like how it starts out. It starts out one way and it becomes something completely 
bonkers and crazy in the end. Uh, but I was when I was reading it, I just loved the line that you write. But there comes a time in every penguin's life where you just need to break a motherfucker's jaw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of that writing definitely like, put in my frustrations and need to be shit up once in a while, you know? So, Penguino is Loki from New York. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, too, outside of comics, you have worked on doing toys and apparel, um, work for such companies like as a freelancer, Disney, Marvel, and Skittles, and Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, being a freelance and an illustrator, uh, graphic designer, what are some of the pitfalls and obstacles you face and overcome? And what advice would you give to those looking to get into the freelance field and everything like that? Every, uh, every company that I worked for has its ups and downs as far as like what they need, what they want, what you can do. And sometimes you have to bite the bullet and say, I don't know if I can do this. I don't think I can do this. And you just do it anyway. And it usually comes out better than you thought. When I first started, when I worked with uh, Disney, I was doing uh, stuff for Toy Story. And um, I remember putting the packaging together and everything like that. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. This is nuts. Like, I I remember growing up watching Toy Story for the first time. And now I'm putting products together, designing toys and stuff. What was was your first, oh, shit, I'm doing it moment? Uh, I think it was when I put together... Uh, packaging for Wally, and when I put the packaging together for <laughs> Wally, I, I kind of shit myself a little bit. <laughs> they, they give you the artwork for you to uh, to put the packaging together, but when they send the product from the factory to you, and you hold it in your hand, and you put the batteries in, and you press that button, and it works, you're like, "What the wow!" You know, and it's still something that blows yeah. my mind, you know, to this day. So, so what, what have been some of your favorite products that you've designed and worked on? I did a Star Wars M&M's mashup. So it was, so the red M&M was a Sith Lord. Yes. <laughs> of yes. course. Of course. Naturally. Right. And the yellow on. M&M was like the Obi-Wan with the brown sh- shawl and everything. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. That was probably okay. one of my favorite things that I've done. And I've done uh, some dispensers for Skittles that you mentioned, and they just look so slick, so cool. So you could, because you've hit the con scene and you've been around and you have such a dope, like, mashup of things and, like, unique eye and really, really, like, I'm sure people flood your table. What's been the commission that you were the most excited or the most memorable, like, Oh, this is gonna be dope! Like I, I can't wait to finish this one. Probably that Venom Raiden one was my favorite mm. one that I've done, aside from the the Venom Spawn. Nice. Yeah. Was that like uh was that something like they were like I kind of had it, or they like gave it to you and were like, take full control. I just need these two things to like match up. So I throw I throw a lot of my work up on TikTok, right? Mm. And when I when I shoot the video and everything like that, I I let them know in a voiceover, like, hey, if you have any uh suggestions or anything let me know i might i might take a liking to it and do it some guy said uh venom and raiden from mortal kombat and i instantly saw it in my head i pictured the hat and i saw the venom tendrils going around over the top of the hat i saw all that shit and i was like okay i'm definitely doing that like oh my god i'm doing that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and then then, then it came out perfect man yeah thank you 
And uh, my next piece I'm working on right now is a is a Spawn Batman. That's what I'm working on right now. Oh, so, that cape is gonna be epic! All right, so picture flames in front of it, and picture the moon behind it at night with bats flying through the air. That's what I'm working on. Oh, bro, that's dope. That's so fucking dope. So you sell? Are you gonna sell that as a print? Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be selling prints. Yeah. That's dope. That is a beautiful mashup right there. Yo, that's, bro, that's look at the clean. Bat symbol, look at the bat symbol going into the swarm. Like, it just it, yo, it works yo. so perfect, bro. It's just, even the gauntlets. Look at the look at the gauntlets, yeah. the chain and the spike. Yo, alright, I'm way too hype. <laughs> so yes. so we saw that you, I think so you're doing a figure for the Kickstarter. That's the plan. Uh, I'm not sure where we're at with it exactly. I still have to get pricing points, but mm. I'm hoping that I can get that mm. out there like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll t I'm going to tell you. So we were when Seabass was going through the whole thing and just scrolling through your stuff, I got to the figure. I was like, what? We got figures now? Like, oh, my goodness. This is dope. Uh, this yeah. is a 3D render. This is not a, a prototype, correct? This right. is, and you, you created this 3D render? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, a friend of mine that I met who actually was... Uh, he was he originally commissioned me for some work and then we started talking and he, he fell in love with the penguino character and he does this kind of stuff so nice are we getting animation <laughs> down the line <laughs> that's where I, that's where i'm at like let's be currently in the works with talking with an animation studio for at least an intro for the kickstarter Ooh, for at nice. least an intro so we'll see how that goes um i want to talk to uh some streaming services, try and shop it around, see if I can even get in the door, but I don't know how that's going to work yet. Right. But I, I, when I see the characters, I see them moving. I see them talking. I see them cutting people up. I see some crazy animations that are simple, but beautiful like Samurai Jack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Beautiful book. I guess I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna definitely taking care of that one. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> also, I guarantee that we all looked at the character and immediately knew how to play it in the D D campaign. So at uh, some I'm point sure you I'm will. creating Penguino. I'm, sure you will. I'm creating Penguino in the D D campaign for Do sure. I, He's gonna pop listen, up either as like an NPC or his backpack or isn't for show. He's got a set of psi, he's got a grappling hook. And he's got smoke bombs, so and, and, and ninja stars. So, oh, he's definitely going to be a Kensei monk, then, yeah, for sure, for sure. Immediately, you already know that we're fans of it from what you Thank sent you us so and much. everything. It, and it means so much to me to hear that you guys really enjoy it. Yeah, no, so like much, I, I was, so I, I got to 15 pages. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, could, I could send you issue zero. I could send you the prologue if you want to, if you want to see it. We're not gonna say no to that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So wait, you you at this point, uh, you've written or you have the plans of ten issues. It's all done. The whole story is done, right? Done. Now. And I've already written the next ten issues for volume two, and I created issue one, volume two already. Ooh. See, look, oh, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for it. Yo, I'm yeah, what is totally it? here for it? 
So, so what are some of the plans in this world? Are we looking at spinoffs for characters? Are we looking at more explorations into the culture of Penguino, his people and everything? Are we going to get like a whole prequel of the polar bear and penguin um, trade piece and all that? I mean, because there's, there's a lot even in those pages. There's a lot you pages. can do, yeah. There's yeah. a lot you can do, and <clears throat> the characters are versatile. If you think Penguino's versatile, the other uh, three characters that I have that go along with him in the journey that he meets up with are, are even more. Um, there's so many things that I want to do with him. I wanted to do, like, a weekly comic strip of, like, three or four panels of just, like, putting it out there. Uh, but I'm only one person and I'm writing and illustrating and it's, it's a lot of work, especially on top of doing the regular comic and everything and trying to come out with promo stuff for the Kickstarter and building the Kickstarter. And, and I'm not much of a, uh, what's the word multimedia guy, as far as like figuring out how to get my, my book out there to see, to, to be seen by the most people, right. you know, I'm not great with mm -hmm. that. So. I'm still learning as I go here. Well, you're you're doing it, man. Because like, yeah, like got so much story out, and you're ready to go. It's just you know, we, we, props to you. You're a yeah. one man band right now, and you I'm are chilling. making a <laughs> lot of beautiful noise. It is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a lot of work, but uh, it's paying off. It really is. And I think if you guys really enjoyed issue one, you're gonna love the rest of them. And uh, when when I show you, I'm going to show you guys issue one, volume two, and you're going to see the difference in the art. You're going to see the difference in the story and the pacing. You're going to see the difference in the, uh, the panel work. It's cleaner. It's neater. It's tighter. There's a bow on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's tight. So I, I think you guys will really enjoy it. Rob, nice. I want to thank you again for coming on. It's Robert Powers, everyone. Make sure you check out all his social media links. Check out his artwork. Follow his channels. Give this guy all the support because, again, this is just what we saw with 15 pages. This is an amazing book. Yeah. You got to add this to your collection. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So this has been thank your boy, you. Sebastian. It's a boy law. And your boy, Tone from across the hall. Peace. Peace out, everybody.